When I first heard of Viktor Frankl's new book saying yes to life in spite of everything, I knew I had to read it. Drawn from his lectures after he was released from three years in Nazi concentration camps, it shares his theories on how and why to continue living in the face of unimaginable challenges. Frankl survived some of the most horrific things any human can experience. His pregnant wife, his brother and parents were all killed in the concentration camps. He had to subsist on one bowl of soup a day for years while doing hard labor and not knowing if each day was gonna be his last. Now, some of you may be familiar with his seminal work Man's Search for Meaning, where he explored how to find meaning throughout life. So I felt sure that Frankel would offer us wisdom on how to survive difficult times and continue to say yes to life in spite of everything. This week are the Jewish High Holy Days, which I also think makes it an especially poignant time to honor this great Jewish psychiatrist, teacher, and philosopher. The topic also seemed especially important right now in light of how challenging life is for so many of us. It's not only have many of you endured your own suffering from illnesses, death of loved ones, job loss, to financial hardship, relationship struggles, and so much more, but our world is careening ever more quickly towards climate disaster with fires, hurricanes and floods and earthquakes commonplace now. And simultaneously we battle autocracies, disinformation, division from our neighbors and wars, as well as economic and racial injustice. Not to mention a one and a half year ongoing pandemic with no end in sight. Things are tough in our world right now. And I hate to say it, but I'm not sure they're likely to get easier anytime soon. So I felt it was really important for us to explore ways of coping with all this, a more resilient, courageous way that might strengthen us to endure ongoing challenges. As I'm sure you know too, Waiting and hoping that things are going to get better isn't enough because our world is suffering. Putting our heads in the sand won't help us either because we're all, all of us, impacted in some way. So I wanted us to explore the behaviors and the mindset that might help us make it through hard times in a constructive way. How do we maintain optimism? courage and the ability to say yes to life even when some of us might just feel like crawling under the blankets and waiting for it all to be over or get better again. Viktor Frankl faced the worst and somehow, somehow managed to retain a sense that life is worth living. He found that even in the hardest times, life has meaning and value. Frankel tells a story about a famous judge in Austria 
who had to have one of his legs amputated due to arteriosclerosis. Now the judge survived the surgery well, but when it came time to try to walk again, he collapsed in tears and he declared that his life was no longer worth living. Frankel, his psychiatrist asked him, tell me your honor, do you intend to pursue a successful career as a short or long-term runner, long distance runner? Because then, but only then, would I be able to understand your despair and your previous statement? Because then you would have played your last card. For then you living on would be pointless because you would no longer be able to be capable of being a short or long distance runner. But beyond that, for a man like you who has his whole, led his whole life in a meaningful way, who has been effective and made a name for himself in the professional world, for such a man, should the whole of life has lost its meaning just because he has lost a leg? Frankel said, the man immediately understood what I meant and a smile broke out across his tear stained face. Debilitating illness, Frankel concludes, doesn't necessitate the loss of meaning in life. Every crisis contains an opportunity, he insists. In fact, our hardest times often give us renewed purpose in life. They show us an opportunity to rise above all the mundanities with which we distract ourselves and make us find our real reason for being on this planet. Frankel tells another story of a young woman he met in a concentration camp. He'd known her before, and when he saw her again in the camp, she was in terrible condition and gravely ill. And a few days before her death, she said, I am grateful to fate for bringing me here. In my earlier bourgeois life, I aspired to be cultured, but somehow I wasn't very serious about it. But now I'm happy despite everything. Now everything has become serious and I can, I must prove myself. Frankel said he found her more cheerful in that moment than she'd ever been in life. She felt her life, her every moment had meaning despite the horrific circumstances she was facing. Friedrich Nietzsche said, whoever has a why to live can bear almost any how. So no matter what's going on around us or in our lives, having a clear sense of why we are here, of our unique purpose, seems to help us make it through. Frankel writes that all our lives are ultimately unsuccessful to the extent that we understand success as only being external success. However, he says inner success, the inner fulfillment of life's meaning is something that, if at all, has been achieved once and for always. He reminds us that every life has meaning, whether we can see that from the outside or not. Every life, 
no matter how mundane or whether someone is mentally or physically ill or doesn't seem to be enjoying their life, every life, he insists, has value. His years of rounds in mental institutions had shown him that no matter what we may perceive about someone from the outside, what's going on within may be deeply purposeful. Frankel also explains that when he was in Dachau and Auschwitz, waiting for some future hope of liberation, wasn't necessarily helpful. Both he and a colleague of his who believed they would be liberated by a certain date, got really sick around that date when it didn't happen. And then his colleague died shortly thereafter. So telling people that conditions will improve by a certain time offers hope, but dashes that hope when that doesn't come true. And often that can lead to even greater despair and illness. And that makes me think about our attempts to say that life will get back to normal from this pandemic by a certain date, how we try to open our sanctuary by a certain date. The more we put out dates for normality to resume, the more depressed we might feel when COVID doesn't follow our hoped for timeline. And it definitely reminds us to stay in the now, not to plan too far ahead and to be with what is right now, this week, this day, this moment. Indeed, what Frankel suggests might be most helpful is visualizing our desired future. Frankel spent some of his time while he was in the camps imagining himself giving lectures to people in Vienna after the war about his experiences. He had a rich imaginative life about that experience. And this book and those lectures, this is what they are written down. He came to live that experience. And what kept Frankel going in the direst of circumstances was his fervent desire to teach people that we can say yes to life in spite of everything. His why was helping others find meaning and purpose in life. So after being released from three years in concentration camps, Frankel wrote, life is so infinitely meaningful that even in suffering and even in failure, there still has to be meaning. This is what kept him going and helped him survive. To say yes to life, said Frankel, is not only meaningful under all circumstances, because life itself is, but it is also possible under all circumstances. People can still, despite hardship and death, despite suffering from physical or mental illnesses or under the fate of the concentration camp, they can still, he said, say yes to life in spite of everything. Extraordinary, isn't it? Such courage, such resilience, such optimism in the face of unimaginable suffering Whew, really gives me hope. And I hope you too. I witnessed similar courage and the embrace of life while working as a hospice chaplain. In their last days or weeks, people weren't afraid to talk about and confront the most important issues of life. What gave their lives meaning? How did they want to be remembered? 
what was truly important to them as they faced their final days. These are questions that we should all be asking ourselves throughout our lives, not just at the end. If we find our why earlier in life, then we can live lives of value, purpose, and contentment. We can make it through times that are tough with a clear sense of vision and belonging on this earth. The goal in life isn't to find happiness or success. The goal is to uncover your life's meaning and purpose, the why of our lives, and live that. Philosopher and theologian Parker Palmer writes, sooner or later, everything falls away. You, the work you've done, your successes, large and small, your failures too, those moments when you were light alongside those times when you became one with the night. The friends, the people you loved, who loved you, those who might have wished you ill, none of this is forever. All of it is soon to go or going or long gone. Everything falls away except the thread that you followed unknowing all along. The thread that strings together all that you've been and done. The thread you didn't know you were tracking until toward the end. You see that the thread is what stays as everything else falls away. Follow that thread as far as you can. And you'll find that it doesn't end, but it weaves into the unimaginable vastness of life. This magnificent tapestry, this masterpiece in which we live forever. So my beloveds, I encourage us to go looking for that thread. Find your thread that ties you into the magnificent tapestry of life, the thread that is uniquely yours, that runs throughout your life. What is it for you? At your memorial, what will people say made you uniquely you? What contribution, what way of being do you want to be known for? For some, it's achieving something, a legacy of some kind, whether it's writing a book or creating music or art. Or it might be achieving an athletic or physical feat or creating a successful business or building a beautiful home or family. For others, meaning comes from making people smile or laugh or feel cared about. For many, meaning comes from service to others, from making the world a little better for someone else. Now, I know many of you find meaning through acts of service on a regular basis. And just this week, I had the blessing of being gifted a lot of fresh food. And knowing that I didn't want it to go to waste, I found an unsheltered couple sitting on a street corner near my home who was so thrilled and surprised to be given a big bag of fresh food. And in that moment, in the midst of what was a difficult week for me, my life felt so much more worthwhile and meaningful. So as we navigate these complex times, I remind you to ask yourself, what feels most important to you? Is it how you make people feel or what you've achieved or aspired to or what you've created or how you touched lives? 
What is your why? In addition to finding clarity about our purpose, there are other daily ways to help fortify ourselves in the face of hardship. Finding gratitude in each moment, no matter how hard things are, can strengthen and refocus us. As I mentioned, I was having a tough week this week and was struggling to lift my spirits, but remembering the power of gratitude, I purposely chose to focus my attention on the everyday things that I could be grateful for that the sun had come up another day, that the birds were singing, and that children were laughing and playing in the schoolyard close to my home. I was grateful for the soft blanket on the bed and for my dog's licks and for such meaningful work. And in addition to gratitude, finding moments of awe at this existence can help. Whether it's looking up at the night sky, or it's walking in nature and we're surrounded by so much beautiful nature, or it's beholding the beauty of a tender flower. Whether it's listening to an amazing piece of music or dancing or having an aha moment, taking in the sheer magnificence of life on this earth, breathing in this precious gift of life helps. I invite you to take a deep breath with me and breathe in the preciousness of this day. Berkeley's Greater Good Science Center's expert on awe, Dacher Keltner, suggests that we look for wonder and beauty in the world amidst everything. Make a point of taking two minutes a day to find moments of awe and beauty. They're all around us if we remember to look, feel, and listen for them. As the Greek philosopher, the Stoic Epictetus said, we are not disturbed by what happens to us, but by our thoughts of what happens. So finding a way to refocus our thoughts on what is good, what is beautiful, and what is meaningful in life, away from the difficult things that happen, helps us reframe challenging times. It lifts our spirits and reminds us that there is good amidst suffering. This is why I meditate every day. It's mind training that teaches us to observe our thoughts, our emotions, and our sensations. And when we learn to observe them rather than just be hijacked by our instinctive reactions, we can find more equanimity in hard times. And that awareness grants us conscious choice in how we deal with life and its struggles. Ultimately, there are so many things you can't control, says designer Hanya Kuri Trapper. But turn your awareness to what you can control. There's so much power in recognizing your thoughts, your words, and your actions. That connection will allow you to move purposefully and less chaotically through life. So purpose, wonder, awe and gratitude help but the other essential tool that i can't leave out today for saying yes to life even when things are hard is self-compassion our society has a way of pushing us 
through life, demanding that we keep going and be productive even when our souls are weary and tender. So I invite us to be kind and compassionate with ourselves and with those around us. We're all doing what we can to make sense of life's rapidly changing landscape. I invite us to be kind and forgiving, allowing ourselves and others to make mistakes or be tired or be scared or be overwhelmed or sick or whatever is going on. And then tenderly say, this too. This too is a part of life. Compassion for whatever we're going through soothes our aching hearts. And yes, there will always be people who are worse off than us, who are suffering more. But if we deny and ignore our own suffering, we'll never truly be comforted and be able to be there for others. This too. Observing and acknowledging what is with a good dose of compassion is an attitude I highly recommend adopting. So my beloveds, I encourage you to explore what tools help you find resilience, courage, and wisdom for life's hard times. May your life's journey be abundant, loving, and meaningful. May you find your why, the thread that runs through your life. May compassion, gratitude, and awe be your daily companions so that you too find what you need to say yes to life in spite of everything. May it be so. Amen. <laughs>